This week on the podcast, more relationship and sex advice from lovely Maria. We're joined by legendary comedian, actor, and voiceover man, the great Harry Shearer from The Simpsons and, of course, Spinal Tap. We play Best Gig, Worst Gig with comedian Bill Dwyer. And we'll get some questions answered from Alaska State Trooper's very own Trooper Cooper. That plus a foodie roundup and more this week on the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Good morning, Arctic Fire. Maria. Yes. Hi, it's me, Glenners. Hi, Glenners. What's going on? Hey, um, I know uh, we're always looking to make a little cash in these trying times stop using that term uh difficult times just stop it everybody just needs to stop it (laughs) (laughs) we're all in this together yeah i know what anyway i did find a cool you know because side hustles are fine a little and i think you'd be good at this job oh there's a job and uh, this gal has come up with this idea in australia and i think you should launch her her job here she happens to be a sex instructor but it's entirely possible. Okay, let's start with that's not my profession, darling. No, but you're good at it. Still, not my profession. You always make me leave money right there on the dresser. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got to make some money somehow. Jesus. <laughs> that's that? what I'm saying. What? what Papa's got to eat. Here right, you go. I got to get back to you, work. You could go your whole life, uh, guys, without really knowing if you've got a good looking package. Honest feedback without any agenda. Kind of hard to come by. So that's why this service exists. 33-year-old Lonnie Pavlovich in Queensland, Australia, works as a sex instructor and life coach. But she launched a service where men can send her pictures of their junk and she'll rate what you've got and give you honest feedback. There you go, Em. Uh, no. <laughs> why not? No, because I don't think I've ever seen a pretty one. What? You heard me. I've seen size, but not pretty. Hey, Chris. I don't... I. Have you ever seen an attractive man's jump? Yep. Oh, See, yeah. listen, yep. There we go. Well, she says in the grand scheme of things. Well, yes. But but are they but you've actually seen a pretty one or a good I, one? They're not looking for pretty pink. Well, she says if you keep it in context, it's possible. Well, see, there you go. I think they're just looking, is it weird shaped? Is it something, something, is it unusual? Is, it is there blue things on it? Oh, is blue it... things? What the hell are you? <laughs> hey, yours is cool. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, mine is cool. So I don't yours need to send, cool. so I need to send you no more pictures of my junk? Yeah, please stop sending me pictures of the other side, too. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. Those are moonshots. I'm just glad you're not bending over. All right, I gotta uh, go. Hold on. She also includes tips for improving the look. I don't know. Jewelry? Makeup? <laughs> <laughs> Wait and, a minute. I'm going to cover up those veins. Hold and, oh, goodness. Turn the damn lights off and call it a day. <laughs> oh, so much easier. So I take it you won't be starting this service. <laughs> I will not. So there you go. Please, guys, stop sending my wife photos of your junk, would you? Yeah, all of you. I love you. Bye. Boys and girls, welcome to the cabin here in Crapper Creek, Alaska. As we hunker down, get ready for a long, cold winter ahead. Uh, it's always good to warm up with a little comedy and a little bit of uh, knowledge. Yes, it's an educational part of the show. And we bring in the mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska for this, as we like to do for these silly games, the one and only Honorable Mr. Jim Matherly. Uh, Jim, how are you, sir? I've got my slaughter t-shirt on and I'm ready to rock. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, here's the thing. I... 
You know, when you said that, I was going, ha ha, no, you don't. It's like, no, he probably does. Okay. <laughs> probably does. All right, here we go. Uh, you always join us for this little game we call Yes or BS. It's a very simple game. You're either right or wrong. You know, there's really uh, 50-50 on all of these. And the topic is always kind of weird. Well, guess what turns 35 this week? What? Golden Girls. Oh, I love that show. Oh, did you? Oh, I did. I, I wasn't an expert on it, though, but I, I did love the show. Well, I, I, hope you, I hope you studied up and you are an expert because that happens to be uh, our topic today on Yes right. or BS. Here we go. Now it's all right, I'll try. Yes. Yes. Or BS. All right. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. There we go. All right. A very simple uh, game, uh, Mayor. You know how it's done. Basically, uh, yes or BS. Uh, you got a 50-50 shot at all of these, and who knows the hell what the answer is, is to most of them. Here we go. The topic right. is indeed the Golden Girls. Uh, B. Arthur was the oldest of the main cast members. Yes or BS? No, that's BS. Wow. Do you know who was? I'm thinking Betty White. It was. Here, here's the funny part. Uh, Betty White was the oldest, but she's also the only one still with us. I know. She, she, was really, a, yeah, she really is. She, she was only a few months older than B. Arthur. Estelle Getty played B's uh, mom, but was actually younger than both of them, which is I funny. knew that. Yeah. I knew that, but she was funny. She was a feisty lady. She was funny. And uh, Rue McClellahan was actually the youngest, uh, though, by more than a decade of all of them. And she was one of the first to go, sadly. All right. They originally had a butler, but he was only in one up episode. Is that yes or BS? I, I don't really honestly know. So I'm just going to say, yes, that's probably true. Hey, what do you know? Yes. Uh, they had a live-in butler named Coco, and he was gay, which was the big deal for uh, TV in 1985. He was uh, in the pilot, but got cut out of the show. No, oh, had, had that been in like 2003, they would have. They, actually, the new ep, the new one will probably have an all gay cast, right? Because that's how we roll now. We just take an original show and we either change their sexual orientation, uh, their yeah. gender, or their ethnicity. That's kind of what we do to make shows new again. In fact, they're coming out with an all black Golden Girls. Actually, oh really? Yeah, because they can't come up with something new, really. But here's the thing. Four older black women, that's going to be entertaining as hell. It will be funny. I'm, gonna, I'm so, if they cast it right, I'm so looking forward to that show. All right, we move on to the next one. The house used for outside shots, believe it or not, sold for over $3 million. Oh, heck. These all make sense because everybody loves, everybody loves TV and pop culture and everything else. I would say not true, though. I'll say no on this oh. one. Nope. You, you were doing so good. So God, I should just good. stick with my gut, man. That makes total sense, too. Why did I do that? Well, Why here's the that? thing. Uh, now, remember, the show was supposed to be in Miami, but the, the house they showed was actually in Brentwood, California. And if you know anything oh, about no Brentwood, Brentwood yeah, it's a little pricey. Uh, it was listed for $3 million and there was bidding war. It just sold last month for around $4 million. Kind of like the Brady Bunch house when it right. sold. I believe that was, you know, I, that's an iconic TV shot, too, actually. Oh, oh, the outside of the Brady Bunch house? It's like Love the full it. house. You know, they always show the exterior of these houses. I mean, you know, from uh, name the show, and it, it's, it's you know, that house is being sold or something. And, uh, and yes. Remember what, they would, remember what they would do, Glenn. It would show the outside of the house and kind of zoom in toward the window and then 
it would just like cut away to the studio or something right yeah morph into the scene yeah they always did that they'd zoom right in and they did the same thing with with uh, all in the family they'd stop at the front door you know and then they would just zoom in and then there was uh, archie and edith kind of singing at the piano right right Uh, of course the house there in queens or whatever is supposed to be that's right yeah 704 hauser street Right, and and now a lot of those now, like you said, the Brady Bunch house sold, but it was bought by the guys from the TV show because remember they did a, a makeover of it, and oh, funny. Uh, and they actually had uh, the cast of the show on while they did it, and yeah, big renovation. I don't know if they did the fake lawn in the back with the astroturf. God, I hope so. That was the best part. <laughs> yeah. That was the best part. That's right. Wonder who had to clean up uh, the dog crap off of that fake lawn. All right, here you go. <laughs> Betty White has played her Golden Girls character. Remember, she was Rose in four different sitcoms. Oh, I think that's true. Oh, nice. Yeah, she played Rose on a spinoff. It was called The Golden Palace, where they ran a hotel. She also played uh, Rose on three episodes of Empty Nest, which was another spinoff. And she was on an episode of Nurses, which I didn't know was a spinoff of Empty Nest. So Nurses was a spinoff of a spinoff of Golden Girls. So there you go. <laughs> Finally, here's your last one. This is a good one. The theme song was a hit and made it onto the Billboard Hot 100. Gosh, I forgot the theme. Oh, hold on. Thank oh, you no, no, for thanks. being a friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was by Andrew Gold. Yeah, that's true. Wow, look at that. And he even oh nailed who did it. Yeah, yes. Andrew Gold did it. Andrew one. Gold did it. He made it to number 25 in 1978, yeah. which actually was seven years before the show aired. Yeah, it predated the, sh- it predated the show, and it's a great song. Andrew Gold did Lonely Boy, of course, and yeah. he played in the Stone Ponies. He played in the Stone Ponies with Linda Ronstadt prior to that. A long career in music. Andrew wow, look, and the mayor drops the mic. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done, buddy. You have a great day, great weekend, I the will. rest of all that, okay? Thanks, Glenn. It's Mayor Jim Mallory, Shitty Fairbanks, showing us his mad skills with the Golden Girls. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. From the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska, it's Glenn with you on the radio and uh, very excited. You know, we get guests that, uh, that uh, either swing through the cabin or on the phone, which is probably smart in their sense, but... Got a good one today. Real excited to have this man. Um, really, uh, uh, quite the uh, legend in, in broadcasting, a guy that started out in radio and did Saturday Night Live alumni. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, Spinal Tap. You probably know him for probably over 100 voices on The Simpsons. Uh, the great Harry Shearer joins us this morning. Harry, how are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I, I'm wonderful. Wonderful. Big fan of blah, 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 all of that. Uh, Spinal Tap came out, made my kids watch it a million times. Uh, had to be just a, a blast to do. And now he has a series of songs and videos coming out, The Many Moods of Donald Trump, which sounds absolutely awesome. Yeah, uh, in the voice of Donald Trump, as if he's singing these songs about himself and his world. And uh, I'm dropping one of them a week on uh, my YouTube the channel and uh, on music stream services, and then collecting them all in, uh, collect them all, at the end of October, as a CD and LP called "The Many Moods of Donald Trump." Oh my God! Now, uh, of course, you've done voices of presidents and, and other famous people besides your your normal uh, hundred voices on The Simpsons. You you've played God. You did Nixon. Mm-hmm. You've done you've done pretty much uh, every president there's been almost I'm, on The Simpsons. 
I've done I've done Reagan. I, I did uh, Clinton and Obama as well, uh, all the way back to Nixon. Yeah, um, I did uh, a series, a TV series of uh, Nixon, uh, where I was playing Nixon, and we were re- reenacting some of the crazier scenes from the Nixon White House tapes, and that's up on YouTube as well. Um, <laughs> my attitude is these are the these are the people who need to be taken down a peg or two. So I, I'll I'll be depegging them. Well, you know, I think the Simpsons in general has been depegging uh, celebrities and uh, folks way too big for their britches for decades. And then when mm-hmm. it comes along with all of the, uh, over the last few years, the Simpson prediction wheel, you know, as it were, how they've just been calling it, just calling the shots. And you were right in the middle of it. When some of these events took place, did you see them before the rest of us go, oh, my God, we did that. We already did that. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm busy. We're such good predictors. I'm busy down at the track most afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Which one poops it, first? That's it, what you know, go for. Yeah. The, the thing about satire is if, if you, if you let your mind go free enough and, and your intuition will just fly out there and, and kind of go when you think it's too far and you realize, Oh, that is, that's, right on the money. It turns out to be right on the money. It's, it's basically just letting yourself imagine the worst. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen. <laughs> Sadly, but uh, that, that's so sad. Of course, in this day and age now, uh, was this uh, the, the many moods of Donald Trump? Has this been kind of a uh, quarantine project as it were? Is this something you started during this or was this coming about well before then? Well, I, I wrote, I've been writing the songs all along during during uh, this last three and a half years, but I, I started the year thinking, boy, I have enough songs uh, and I like enough of them that we could really put together a collection. So I went into the studio in the, in the spring and uh, recorded like proper r- record versions of them as opposed to the demos, which are on the radio. Sure. And uh, during the COVID period, we brought in musicians and one at a time uh, to add their stuff. So and then the the uh, videos have definitely been a, a COVID project. I, I, I I'm singing in the voice of Donald Trump, so I wanted him to look like it was Donald Trump singing. So I've been working with a, a video a visual studio in uh, Sydney, Australia, and so that's really been a COVID project. We're on Skype like two or three times a week working on these, and the next one is coming out in about a week and a half. Uh, the, the next the song after the next will be a, a full full motion video of Donald Trump singing a song called Executive Time. <laughs> Once again, we're talking with the great Harry Shearer with his uh, series of songs, a new album coming out, The Many Moods of Donald Trump, which is just hilarious now. And like I said, being an election year, uh, the timing is perfect for this. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it was more happenstance than that. We, we just got to the beginning of this year and I thought, I, I, I started listening to some of the songs. And I thought, my God, I've written a lot of them. Uh, this would be a good year to, to bring them out before anything else happens. Um, so yeah, it, it did, it did factor into the equation. Absolutely. And with the pipes, damn you, Harry, with those pipes. Ah, oh, my God, the pipes are so perfect. That's uh, the one thing I've struggled at is having a voice of a 60 year old broad that smokes unfiltered camels. I always was envious of those of you that have the ability to change that voice and find that inner character. That's what blew me away with Mel Blanc. How you find that inner voice for each character. Is there a process that goes through to do that? Um, first of all, I have to say that's one of the connections we have because I knew Mel Bank Blank when I was a uh, child. I worked on the Jack Benny show with oh, Mel Blank. Oh, oh, God, you did? Oh, oh, Lord. yeah, yeah, he was amazing. Um, 
I like to say that the process is almost uh, instantaneous. Uh, there's, uh, for me, there's absolutely the thinking part of the brain is disconnected, and it's just an intu- what I call an intuitive leap. You know, I, I think he sounds like this, and then I try to make the voice sound the way I hear it in my head. But there's no sort of, well, he should have this, and he should have. There's no, no, as I say, no analysis that, that I go through. It's just, it's just. I'm going to guess that he looks, that he sounds like this, and then we got that's what I do. I have to say, uh, my dad was a uh, operatic baritone singer, and uh, these pipes are courtesy of him. Beautiful, beautiful. Before we let you go, uh, do you have a favorite character on The yeah. Simpsons that you do? See Montgomery Burns because he's pure evil. There it is. This is the great Harry Shearer with us this morning. Don't forget to go to his uh, YouTube page, The Many Moods of Donald Trump. you got to check out the videos, the songs, and you'll probably hear some of them right here. Harry, have a great day, and thank you so much. Man, Derek Smalls will live on forever with me. Forever. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. There you go. I appreciate it. Harry, okay. Harry Shearer right here in the cabinet, Crapper Crap. <laughs> Great comic, great friend of the show, and good friend of mine. So funny. You've seen him on so many shows, from the host of BattleBots to every sitcom ever made, to commercials, to movies, uh, uh, Fox Sports. He's all over the place. It's the one and only Mr. Bill Dwyer. Best gig, worst gig. I I always like to do this, and my only criteria is you can't use any place here for either. (laughs) Oh, really? So you got to take those off the cards, so now you got to rethink. So first, your best gig. Best gig you ever had, the one where everything just happened. And you've been in the business for a very long time, I understand. So just give me one of your faves. And and it's an easy answer, but when I did the half-hour special for Comedy Central, it was really, really well done. Just like one of the best just everything about it just you know really I, all I remember encompassing the theater was right the yeah. show was right they would bring in an audience and they, and they were excited to be there and the warm up was great and they would only do two shows for one for each audience and i did the second show and the first show was Zach Galifianakis. Oh, so it's a great, it's a great what follow. A lead in. It's a what great, a lead yeah. In. Right. You know, he he's not jumping around. You know, it's not dirty. You know, it's like really funny. So they're focused, and then I go up, and it's a different energy, and it's great. And oh, and, then, and, the, and all these comics were there because we're all taping stuff over the course of days. So there's there's a real sense of camaraderie. Wow, that would be a cool one to go catch. I would love really? to do that. That sounds yeah, what a it great was, show to be. An yeah, I don't know where they're it. doing them now, but yeah. it was great in New York. They did it, it at the New Hudson York? Theater. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and it was it was a great it was a big theater, but it was it was still intimate. It was, right, it right. Just uh, well, I remember the special, of course. Now, let's get to the worst gig you've ever had. God, there's so many of those, man. I remember. You can skim over a couple and give us a couple example, whatever you want to do. Just when you're, and it's usually, it's always on you as the comic, you know, because you should be able to, you know, Work win any room. You should, you think, but right, right. but you and I both know you can do the same bit two nights in a row and get two completely different responses. Right, or you're just not good. You know, maybe whatever you're making bad choices when you're on stage. <laughs> and I remember doing a gig down in San Diego where where it was it was packed. I mean, it's it was a free show and like oh, everybody told that, me oh. how great it was. They're like, you got to tape there, man. People, it's great. You tape, tape. You got to tape there. So I bring my camera down, and I'm, and I'm not even the headliner, right? And I only have to do like 20 minutes. 
And I I remember going up on stage, just like as I'm going up on stage, I'm thinking to myself, this is not going to go well. And like the secret, it it does it. I've put I've already put it out there as I'm going on stage. <laughs> and they hate me from the from the get-go, right? It's just Really? Yeah, nothing Nobody is, hates Bill Dwyer. These people did. Nothing's working. And there's a woman talking like 20 rows back. I mean, this place was big, right? They right. Had like it was like it felt like 1200 people. It was a big crowd. They all got in free and again, the, everyone else did fine. So they um so this woman's talking and I oh, that's all I can hear is here cuz I'm not doing well. So there's no laughter to drown her out. Nobody's nobody's telling her to shush Ugh. because she's more interesting than me. <laughs> So this was a good 20 years ago when, uh, back when in the news, like some English nanny had uh, shaken a baby, you know. Oh, right. I remember that. I remember that. So this woman keeps talking and finally I I go, hey, will somebody shake this woman like an English nanny? And they're just, oh, Oh, no. It's a revolt. It's like they almost (laughs) stood up and lynched me like, oh, oh. And and I'm like, no, no, because she's talking. Don't you understand? Oh, oh. You're a bad man, Bill Dwyer. So I, I, I finish up, right? And they, they say, okay, folks, we're going to take a short break so you can go get some drinks at the bar, which is stage right, and, uh, and then we'll bring up our headliner. So I have to go retrieve my camera as all these people are moving toward me. I'm moving against them, and I swear they're they're going out of their way to hit me with their shoulders. <laughs> That's how much they hated me. Like people aren't moving out of my way, but they're they're literally hitting me. Oh, I, they hated man. me so much, and I have to go get the camera because I taped. <laughs> oh, do you still have that recording? No, <laughs> no, because it was blurry. The thing didn't even autofocus. Oh. Oh, right. God, I would have left the camera. I would have written that <laughs> off. I almost did. I was so terrified. Oh. This cr- and they could have easily just trampled me to death and just taken my, my you know, everybody could have taken a part of a limb and easily distributed the body and no oh. one would have been found guilty. Beautiful. All right. Bill Dwyer. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Well, as you know, boys and girls, this is a very educational program. We're all about getting educated, getting them their book smarts and what have you. You know, rules, regulations, the law. It's so important. And that's why we go to our man from the Alaska State Troopers out here in Crapper Creek, the one and only Trooper Cooper, to answer your law and traffic-related questions. I have a question for Trooper Cooper. Hey, listen, I, I've got this question that's just burning my butt. I need to know why troopers can't come and investigate when your vehicle has been broken into three times, but yet they can come knocking on my door at 4 o'clock in the morning to investigate because somebody's goose was killed by a dog. Your car was broken into? Oh, heaven forbid. Hey, get in line, lady. Jesus Christ. We get like 50 of those calls a day, every goddamn day. Your shit's gone, all right? All you can do now is go hit up the pawn shops because that's probably where your crap is. It'll show up there. But uh, a dog kills a goose, well, so that's murder, ma'am. And uh, we take that uh, very seriously here at the Alaska State Troopers, young lady. That goose had a family, you heartless bitch. Hi, this is Susie Trooper Cooper. My question is, when you're in an intersection at a green light and you're turning left, are you supposed to pull out and commit yourself, or do you, are you supposed to wait for a clear shot to go before yeah. you go out into the intersection? Well, the book here in the regulations says that uh, you should uh, wait before.
before uh, entering the uh, intersection as that light turns if you're uh, turning left. But come on now, who the hell does that? Are you kidding me? The only ones that do that probably the dumbasses wearing their masks in their car while they're driving. But normally there's like a five cars crammed into that intersection as the light turns yellow, all trying to quote-unquote commit. Usually only the last fella in the line gets nailed sidewise by a big 18-wheeler anyway, so go for it. You're probably going to be just fine. Hey, my name is David. Hey, Trooper Cooper. All right. Uh, is there an exhaust noise ordinance? Um, I mean, is there are there any decibel limits or anything like that? Oh, my God. You know it's a political season, right? I wish to hell there was a damn exhaust ordinance so these fuckers shut the hell up. But no, uh, no, there, uh, there's, there's no ordinance like that in the books. Hell, if there was, every damn vehicle in North Pole would have to be impounded, for Christ's sake. They don't even know what the hell a muffler is out there. From the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska, how come breakfast tastes good for dinner, but nobody ever has dinner for breakfast, right? We do brunch and all that, but you don't really, I guess, steak and eggs. Does that count? Maybe. Probably not. I don't know. All this talk of food's making me hungry. I need a foodie roundup. Let's see what's happening in the world of food, shall we? I love a good foodie roundup. Do you like Fireball? Because foodie roundups include alcohol, by the way. FYI. Have you ever been doing Fireball shots and thought, man, you know what? This would taste even better if it was thick and milky. Fireball just announced they're going to be selling eggnog this year. It's cinnamon-flavored, and it's alcohol-free. So the package does recommend adding in some Fireball whiskey. See how they're getting you? Got to buy two bottles now. If you want to uh, try Fireball's take on eggnog, they're selling it exclusively at Walmart this holiday season. All right, I like eggnog, and I like cinnamon. Hey, you know, as long as you don't have pumpkin spice, I'm in. I'm down with it. I think we can all sum up 2020 with this. Shiitake mushroom flavored candy canes. Company called Archie McPhee sells novelty gifts and other random stuff. Now sells shiitake mushroom candy canes for the holiday season. They're brown and white. And they taste like cooked mushrooms. All right. Now, I don't mind cooked mushrooms. Garlic, butter. Something else. I like a good marinated mushroom and not as a candy cane, really. You can buy a six pack for $6.50. Oh, they also sell ketchup, mac and cheese, and faux flavored candy canes. But again, no pumpkin spice, so I'm I'm still good with it. I think I can pass. I guess if you had the the ketchup candy cane with the mushroom. Uh, okay. Yeah. Elsewhere in our footy roundup, 7-Eleven and Oreo teased uh, teaming up for an Oreo cannoli. But for now, it doesn't seem like it's happening, but it may very soon. Hey, you want free restaurant food every single day? Well, there's a way to do it, but pretty tacky. Restaurants love to give away free food on your birthday. The problem is your birthday only comes once a year, and you probably like free food all the time. Well, a 19-year-old guy, Noah Wiley... Not the actor. Just shared his trick on TikTok for getting free food all year long. And it's smart, but also totally unethical. 
So you have to decide if you're willing to compromise your morals for some free Long John Silvers, I guess. Noah has an email address that he uses just to sign up for chain restaurant email lists. And he lists a different birthday for each restaurant. So on January 1st, Applebee's thinks it's his birthday, sends him a coupon for the birthday freebie, which is a free dessert, entree, or appetizer. January 2nd, Arby's thinks it's his birthday, sends him a coupon for a free milkshake, and so on and so forth. And he even has a spreadsheet to keep it all straight. So he eats free every day, gets something free from a different restaurant. You're thinking of doing that, aren't you? You're going to try it. Noah says he gets 365 days worth of free food this way. I don't know. Now that he shared it on TikTok, he probably won't. Way to go. Way to blow your whole plan there, Noah. You braggart. He could have had that free food. I bet he actually works in fast food. That's probably why he does it anyway. That, boys and girls, is your foodie roundup. Well, that does it for another episode of the podcast. Don't forget to join me online weekdays, xrock959.com, for my show Monday through Friday from 6 to 10 a.m. Alaska time. Also, check me out on Facebook, xrock Morning Show, Twitter, live from Crapper Creek, and search for some Glentertainment on YouTube if you want some video love. Till then, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week and be kind. You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenner, produced by Mike Cook. For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.